If you're tired of these promos, supporters get the podcast early and ad-free. Just go to donate.bogosity.tv for the links to sign up. Welcome to the Bogosity Podcast for the week of 17 October 2021. The podcast that invented the cordless extension cord. This is your host, Shane Killian. Let's alter and gurgitate the news of the bogus. Congress is still pitching their hissy fit over the January 6th Capitol occupation, calling it basically the worst terrorist attack ever, even though it was really just a bunch of people committing misdemeanor trespass. And they are angry, angry, I tell you, that more isn't being done about it. They want to know who the conspirators behind this heinous attack are, and so they're subpoenaing several citizens to come and testify. And they're refusing, including many who are part of the Trump administration, the latter citing executive privilege. But the fact of the matter, as Glenn Greenwald points out, is that Congress doesn't have the power to subpoena testimony from civilians for any purpose other than drafting new legislation. And this was settled back in the McCarthy era. He referenced the 1957 case Watkins v. United States, where John Watkins was held in contempt of Congress for refusing to answer the committee's questions, other than to deny that he was a member of the Communist Party. The Supreme Court found that a contempt charge would only apply to a failure to answer questions about specifically proposed legislation. Other than that, the Fifth Amendment protects him. Quote, The mere summoning of a witness and compelling him to testify against his will about his beliefs, expressions, or associations is a measure of governmental interference. And when those forced revelations concern matters that are unorthodox, unpopular, or even hateful to the general public, the reaction in the life of the witness may be disastrous. Nor does the witness alone suffer the consequences. Those who are identified by witnesses and thereby placed in the same glare of publicity are equally subject to public stigma, scorn, and obloquy. Greenwald tweeted, There are legal experts defending the committee, but there are also many legal scholars, including left liberal ones, expressing serious concerns. But it's all absent from media discourse. Just like after 9-11, to question any government action is to side with the 1-6 terrorists. Most amazing, the 1-6 committee members, Adam Schiff, Liz Cheney, Kitzinger, etc., seem unaware of all this. They don't even pretend they're investigating private citizens to write new laws or do oversight. Their excuse, we must know, is what the court has said is invalid. Fear 1-6 and hate those involved all you want. There are still vital reasons for these limits on Congress's power to investigate private citizens and why only FBI and courts can do that. The McCarthy probe showed the dangers, as will future investigations if this becomes precedent. And it isn't just McCarthy. As Greenwald points out, it has allusions to more recent memories as well. Quote, It's surreal how liberal conduct regarding 1-6 is identical to neocon tactics right after 9-11. Any concerns or doubts about the constitutionality or ethics of a government act prompts one of two replies. One, Dude, we were attacked! Two, You'll say anything to defend the terrorists! If they can get away with this, folks, then it's just one step away from loyalty oaths. Maybe let's not let them? If you're looking for a way to support this channel, 
but you don't have any spare cash and you can't stand ads, you can do so by generating your own cryptocurrency. Use the links at the bottom of the description to follow the link to odyssey.com to listen to the podcast and see all of my YouTube videos as well. Just watching videos will produce cryptocurrency for the creator and yourself. And since Odyssey is always monetized and never censored, you'll have no problem seeing all the videos from your favorite creators. You can also use the library credits you create at Odyssey to tip creators and even purchase paid content. Earn library credits through various rewards, including daily view rewards and the number of shares and invites. And you can interact with creators in all sorts of ways, including like and dislike, comment, boost a post by supporting it, repost it, and share to other sites, all while earning crypto for the creator. Easily monetize yourself and your favorite creators using cryptocurrency without advertising. Use the link below to visit this channel on odyssey.com and see many of your other favorites there as well. So we covered the OnlyFans fiasco where they temporarily suspended the posting of adult content because of threats from a payment provider, even though such content is arguably their bread and butter. Tech Policy Greenhouse, an online symposium for tracking problems with no easy solutions, has a good write-up of the issue. Emma Lanzo, director of the Free Expression Project for the Center for Democracy and Technology, pointed out that this is hardly the only time payment processors abuse their highly government-protected status to engage in censorship practices. She mentioned examples such as 2010 when Joe Lieberman and Peter King pressured MasterCard to stop processing payments for WikiLeaks donation. Currently, the only option for donating other than cryptocurrency is through the Wow Holland Foundation. Of course, now the foundation is experiencing pressure from politicians. She also mentions their role in shuttering Backpage.com, and you can check the podcast archives for why that happened, how it led to Sesta Fosta, and the terrible things that resulted from it. After being told that he couldn't go after Backpage directly because of Section 230, Sheriff Tom Dart sent orders to Visa and MasterCard demanding they stop processing payments for Backpage lest they find themselves facing criminal charges. Not even an order from the Seventh Circuit Court that Dart knock it off because that's not a thing that can happen was enough to restore service to Backpage. And Reddit, Craigslist, Instagram, Patreon, Tumblr, and Twitch all crack down on adult content as a result. That's what the bully pulpit can do. And that's only gotten worse with Sesta Fosta's new federal crime, Facilitation of Prostitution which, if there's any justice left in this country, should instantly be declared void for vagueness by the court the first time a case goes to it. But no one wants to be the first to defend themselves publicly. She wrote, These intermediaries are an attractive target for government actors seeking to censor surreptitiously and extra-legally, and they may feel compelled to act cautiously if their legal obligations and potential liability are not clear. Moreover, financial intermediaries are often several steps removed from the speech at issue and may not have a direct relationship with the speaker, which can make them even less likely to defend users' speech interests when faced with legal or reputational risk. The CDT has joined with EFF and 20 other human rights organizations to call on payment processors to publish transparency reports on government demands for user data and account closures, as well as their own TOS actions. Here's hoping they can make a difference.
If you're on the Wi-Fi in a coffee shop or hotel, anyone on that network can get your traffic. Do you really trust all of those strangers? For that matter, do you really trust your ISP? A VPN can protect you from prying eyes, disguise your location, and even foil government censors. It's essential in this day and age. So go to vpn.pagosity.tv and you'll be taken to BoxPN. Starting at just $2.99 a month, you can get unlimited high-speed connections to VPN servers all over the world. And they don't log connections, so your privacy is assured. Traveling abroad, just VPN home, and don't worry about what those other governments are doing. Back at home, stop your ISP from traffic shaping and messing with the quality internet access you're paying good money for. You can connect from multiple machines at once, including your smartphone or tablet, and it supports all the secure standards, including OpenVPN and SSTP. Bypass sensors and surveillance with your own secure VPN connection. Go to vpn.pagosity.tv. How many times have I said it, folks? Don't use SMS for anything secure. We've known for years that SMS is vulnerable. What we didn't know is that, apparently, the SMS routes for all major U.S. carriers has been hacked for five years. Cineverse is a company that routes hundreds of billions of text messages a year for over 300 carriers, including Verizon, T-Mobile, and AT&T. As a recent filing with the SEC shows, in May 2021, Cineverse became aware that the unauthorized individual had been accessing its systems for five years, beginning in May of 2016. They refused to publicly give any more details, citing the confidential nature of their relationship with their customers. Remember, their customers are the carriers, not you and me. And the only reason we know about it is because it's part of the proxy statements filed in relation to a pending merger, which will make Cineverse a publicly traded company. Otherwise, we might never have known about it. Although Cineverse isn't saying, T-Mobile told ours, quote, We have no indication that any personal information, call records, or text message content of T-Mobile customers were impacted. We will continue to investigate and work with Cineverse to close any vulnerabilities identified. According to Vox, quote, Cineverse repeatedly declined to answer specific questions from Motherboard about the scale of the breach and what specific data was affected. But according to a person who works at a telephone carrier, whoever hacked Cineverse could have had access to metadata such as length and cost, caller and receiver's numbers, the location of the parties in the call, as well as the content of SMS text messages. Cineverse says it's been fixed. If only we could trust them. One of the biggest concerns is the use of SMS for two-factor authentication. Although it's still more secure than no second factor at all, it's not by much. Use any other option the website gives you, preferably a TOTP method so you can use a time-based authenticator like Authy. Also, for texting, make sure you use Signal, although remember, that only works if the party you're texting uses Signal too. Maybe we also shouldn't be putting all our SMS eggs in one basket here. Carriers, can we do something about this, please? Do you have children or nieces or nephews? Are you homeschooling or just want to counter some of the socialist indoctrination most children get in school? 
If so, go to bogosity.tv slash Tuttle Twins and you'll be taken to a website where you can get some great books for elementary age children. The Tuttle Twins books are books about liberty and free market economics that include children's versions of Bastiat's The Law, Leonard Reed's I Pencil, and Hayek's The Road to Serfdom, as well as books about the Federal Reserve and how regulations protect business cronies. They'll learn about the harm caused by eminent domain or regulations passed in the name of safety and fundamental concepts of liberty. And as you can see from the sample pages on the website, they're all easy to read and nicely illustrated. They're just $9.99 a piece, or get a special discount as well as free bonuses when you purchase all five. You can even buy in bulk to donate to schools and local libraries. So get the Tuttle Twins books at bogosity.tv slash Tuttle Twins. And now it's time to de-instantiate this week's Biggest Bogun Emitter. And this week it goes to fake whistleblower Francis Hogan. Keep in mind, you're not a whistleblower if you take a position everyone else already agrees with. Real whistleblowers get prosecuted, disappeared, or exiled. Look at Edward Snowden, Chelsea Manning, or Julian Assange. Yet Haugen narcissistically bleats, quote, I came forward at a great personal risk while testifying before a congressional committee, something Manning, Snowden, Assange, and others never got to do, whose members were kissing her ass from start to finish. And she doesn't even have to worry about losing her job since she resigned last spring. One of the ridiculous things she did was compare Facebook and Instagram to Big Tobacco, conspiring in the background to get little kids hooked at a young age. Here's a hint for you. It wasn't even true about Big Tobacco. We've talked before about language like this. She says that when 14-year-olds see their post is liked, they get, quote, little hits of dopamine. Regular listeners know the issue with this. This happens with anything you like. And while it does happen with addictive drugs, it's not distinct to addictive drugs or even related to their addictiveness. And besides... What kind of mentality is possessed by people like Haugen and the politicians that are applauding her to think that free expression is something that should be banned, especially expression that other people like? For all its flaws, Facebook and other forms of social media have a tremendous value. Giving voice to people who otherwise would have no voice, especially teens, helping small businesses grow, creating groups to fight political issues, and support others such as victims of domestic violence, even building communities around schools, soccer teams, and other activities. Her entire speech was just full of bogosity. For example, quote, They want you to believe in false choices. They want you to believe that you must choose between a Facebook full of divisive and extreme content or losing one of the most important values our country was founded on, free speech. But that's not a false choice. If you don't have the freedom to make divisive and extreme comments, you don't have free speech. Rights are only rights in extremists. Take that away, and you take away the right itself. History has shown that over and over and over again. So that's how little regard Huygen has for you. As John Perry Barlow wrote in his Declaration of the Independence of Cyberspace, quote, In our world, all the sentiments and expressions of humanity, from the debasing to the angelic, are parts of a seamless whole, the global conversation of bits. We cannot separate the air that chokes 
from the air upon which wings beat. But it's her comparison to tobacco, and even at one point opioids, which as we've covered repeatedly is based on complete bogosity from start to finish, and she even had the gall to say, quote, Facebook has studied a pattern that they call problematic use, what we might more commonly call addiction. That's not what addiction is, you horrible excuse for a human being. Her whole screed is basically one long rant of, Won't someone think of the children? Of course, most of her solutions involved ways of getting more of your data to the government for review. And they all fawned over her and thanked her for her bravery in coming forward. The same sociopaths who branded Edward Snowden a coward. They particularly loved her calls for reforming Section 230. Some whistleblower arguing for exactly what both Facebook and Congress want to happen. And whatever the U.S. does, it will only empower other, more totalitarian regimes around the world to impose even greater restrictions. The fact is, teenagers are going to be doing this no matter if it's Facebook or some other site. The genie left the bottle long ago. So all of that makes Francis Haugen this week's Biggest Bogani Emitter. to tell you about the eyeglasses I've been wearing for years. As people can see on my videos, I have a very strong prescription, which makes glasses more expensive, especially when I need computer glasses, reading glasses, prescription sunglasses, and most expensively, progressive lenses for general everyday wear. To save money while still getting quality glasses, I get them from Fermu. In fact, I just got a pair of progressives with high-index aspherical lenses and a nice pair of frames my wife loves for just over $100. It would have been $500 to get them through my eye doctor. Not only do they look good, the glasses are durable. I've worn many pairs for several years without problems. All orders come with a 30-day return policy, a 3-month warranty, and one-on-one -on -one customer service. Go to Firmu, that's F-I-R-M-O-O dot Bogosity dot TV, anytime you need quality glasses at a low price. Once again, that's Firmu dot Bogosity dot TV. And now let's mechanize this week's Idiot And this week it goes to Missouri and its governor, Mike Parson, for the big no-no when it comes to serious cybersecurity flaws, going after the person who found the flaw. It's about a website maintained by the state's Department of Elementary and Secondary Education. An unnamed reporter with the St. Louis Post-Dispatch had discovered flaws in the site that made the social security numbers of teachers and other staff vulnerable to public exposure. The website allows the public to search teachers and their certifications and credentials. Although not visible in the website, the HTML source code contained up to a 100,000 social security numbers of these personnel. Yes, they had put the private information of a lot of their personnel into the HTML source of the website, viewable by anyone looking at the source code. Parson tweeted, through a multi-step process, which apparently involved hitting the F12 key, an individual took the records of at least three educators, decoded the HTML source code, and viewed the SSN of these specific educators. 
we notified the Cole County Prosecutor and the Highway Patrol's Digital Forensic Unit will investigate. And the grandstanding is strong in this one, quote, This matter is serious. The state is committed to bring to justice anyone who hacked our system and anyone who aided or encouraged them in doing so in accordance with what Missouri law allows and requires. He also exposed how little he actually knows about this. Quote, A hacker is someone who gains unauthorized access to information or content. This individual did not have permission to do what they did. They had no authorization to convert and decode the code. Moron! Every visitor to a website is given the code! That's how websites work! The newspaper staff alerted the DESE of the findings and delayed publication to give the agency time to protect the staff's personal information. But the Missouri state government is putting the blame on the reporter who discovered the flaw. Parson tweeted, Under Missouri law, a person commits the offense of tampering with computer data if he or she knowingly and without authorization accesses, takes, and examines personal information without permission. This data was not freely available and had to be converted and decoded. I mean, I don't even. If it's in the HTML code, it is freely available and does not have to be converted and decoded. And at a news conference, Parson said, quote, Not only are we going to hold this individual accountable, but we will also be holding accountable all those who aided this individual and the media corporation that employs them. Yes, he's going to prosecute a newspaper! Parsons said, quote, This individual is not a victim. They were acting against a state agency to compromise teachers' personal information in an attempt to embarrass the state and sell headlines for their news outlet. Yeah, Parson, that's what it's all about. Geez, anyone want to bet this is confession through projection? He's a power-hungry, attention-seeking narcissist, so he assumes that that's everyone else's motivation, too. He tweeted, We will not rest until we clearly understand the intentions of this individual and why they were targeting Missouri teachers. Idiot! They were doing you a favor! If they hadn't done this, your teachers would still be vulnerable! So all of that makes the state of Missouri and Governor Mike Parson this week's... Idiot Extraordinary! Well, that wraps up this... This calls for a very special blend of psychology and extreme violence edition of the Bogosity Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please go to donate.bogosity.tv for several ways to support and discord.bogosity.tv to join the discussion. Subscribe at Patreon or Subscribestar and you can listen early and ad-free. Thank you for listening. Until next time, here's a quote from Frank Herbert. Laws to suppress tend to strengthen what they would prohibit. This is a fine point on which all the legal professions of history have based their job security. The Bogosity Podcast is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License. Bogosity.
We live in a world where light bulbs connect to the internet, and recent attacks on them prove that your online security is under threat like never before. Not only your websites, but the internet-enabled devices you buy. And the biggest problem is weak passwords. That's why you need LastPass. LastPass allows you to randomly generate strong, unique passwords on the web and on your internet-enabled devices, all protected by one master password. LastPass sets up in minutes and gives you secure automatic logins throughout the web, synchronizing across all your browsers, all your computers, and even your mobile devices, at home, at work, or on the road. It even securely stores sensitive form data, including credit card numbers, backup sensitive documents, software licenses, Wi-Fi logins, and more. And with LastPass Premium, you can get these benefits on other applications, manage passwords for your entire family, and also get priority customer support. Sign up at password.bogosity.tv for a free month of LastPass Premium. Log in securely everywhere using the last password you'll ever have to remember. Go to password.bogosity.tv and get LastPass now.